inshallah today we have Sheikh Jamal Zarbozo uh, giving a speech about Iman and who is a believer what is Iman and who is a believer and um, inshallah I request all the brothers to stay silent during the lecture or like no comments during the lecture so that we can benefit fully and that in the question and answer period please keep your questions and your comments short, inshallah, so that we can all benefit and everyone can everyone can get their uh, their questions asked. Jazakum Allah khairan, inshallah, now I'll turn it over to Sheikh Jamal. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد the lecture topic is what is إيمان and who is a believer Someone has to be sitting here. I mean, you can't just leave a brother all by himself uh, in front of the masses, especially after what has happened in the past uh, day or two. <laughs> like, and this question of what is Iman, uh, who is a believer, what is kufr or, or disbelief, and who is a, a uh, disbeliever, and to be frank, these are some of the most important questions that anyone could ask. And in particular, they are some of the most important <coughs> questions that a person should ask on behalf of his own welfare. And every one of us should be concerned with the idea of whether or not he is a believer. If someone يعني, hasn't, even, hasn't even reached that point that he doesn't even ask himself whether or not he's a believer and what his faith and what does it really mean to be a believer, and if this, uh, if this is already a very bad sign. And if you haven't even bothered ever to ask yourself, you know, what does it really mean to be a believer? Am I a believer? And if you're not even concerned enough about your deen يعني, to ask yourself whether or not you are truly a believer, uh, this is a very, uh, very sad, sad sign. And in the history of Islam, actually, uh, as I said, because of the importance of this topic, this is one of the first uh, topics that came up in the Muslim nation. And unfortunately, it was one of the first topics that led to division among the Muslims. And the reason... And we see it clearly in uh, in this case. And the reason it led to to division is that some people, some groups, and they came up with their own concept of iman and kufr. And the concepts that they developed were not exactly correct according to the Quran and Sunnah. And especially on this issue, I and mean, when you make uh, mistakes on this issue about what is faith and, and what is uh, unfaith, as some people call it, <laughs> I mean, disbelief, I don't know what the 
good word in English for that? And the, the ramifications of being mistaken on this point for yourself as an individual and for the nation or the, for the community as a whole are very great. And especially any of the extremes. One extreme was to give a very narrow definition for, for Iman. And it's to the point that if anyone commits a grave sin, and if anyone commits what is known as a kabira uh, or a major sin, then he falls outside of the fold of Islam. He's no longer a Muslim. So they start, so this group starts declaring, you know, almost everybody, that extreme is very dangerous for the community as a whole because it causes division a great deal of division the other extreme is very dangerous for the community as a whole but in particular for the individual it is extremely dangerous and that's the other extreme where virtually everybody becomes a movement everybody is a believer and regardless of what you say or do and it's to the point that some some people, and again, and we can show from the Quran and Sunnah that what they're saying is not correct, but some people said, look, if someone says, La ilaha illallah, and if someone gives the testimony of faith, uh, testimony of faith, Ashadu la ilaha illallah, then he will be, then he is a believer, and he will enter paradise regardless of anything that he has done. Others even went further than that and said, if someone and he knows or recognizes yani, the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the believer. So, and yani, this uh, concept, and there's a lot of things in my notes that I'm going to have to uh, skip now. And yani, this, uh, this concept of, of what is Iman, and what is a true believer, and what are the characteristics of, of the true believer, and these are uh, very important concepts because we know that uh, faith or iman is the separating line between uh, being in the hellfire forever and being in Jannah. I will leave it at that. I will not go into further detail. Don't, no one come later and say, oh, you didn't go into further detail. I know that's part of the process of speaking sometimes you do that maybe you explain it uh, in more detail later notice how defensive I have become now all of a sudden so the, and in the, some of the important uh, questions related to Iman is what is true Iman and who is a true believer and what are the essential components of Iman and Iman Uh, let me start off by talking about what is the opposite of Iman. Because some people, they, they, they instead of deriving any of their conclusions from the Quran and Sunnah, sometimes they kind of get stuck on the linguistic meaning of a term. And, and I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but we saw an example of this uh, last night in one of the comments last night. And it's... Sometimes people get stuck on a linguistic meaning of a term and they forget to look to see how the Quran and Sunnah has used that term. 
because the Quran and Sunnah uh, sometimes يعني, defines terms or gives terms يعني, different shades related to their uh, linguistic meaning but different shades to them so for example Al-Iman or faith uh, the, the translation if you wanted to translate, translate it I mean not translate it but uh, if you wanted to define it with another Arabic word is At-Tasdiq what's the meaning of At-Tasdiq Anas. You're all named Anas, right? That's why that's why I said Anas, look over there. Okay, it means yani a sense or recognition or uh yani you could almost you could also say belief. All of these terms you could say form part of a tasdiq. The opposite of tasdiq is a takdeed. And to deny something, to reject something, not to accept it. Okay? So, if you take the word iman, and you say that linguistically it means tasdiq, and that you assent to something, you accept something, we see here right away that, that yani the, the Quranic concept of what iman is about is not the same thing simply as believing in something in your heart and accepting it. This is not Iman. Iman is not simply any believing in something in your heart and accepting it as true or recognizing it as true. And Iman is not the opposite of a takdeed. But Iman is the opposite of kufr. And a tasdeeq is the opposite of a takdeed, but Iman is the opposite of kufr. And kufr can take many forms. And if someone could recognize in his heart, for example, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exists, and knows very well that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exists, and knows that there's no one worthy of worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but that person refuses to submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a kind of kufr. This is the kind of kufr and that was uh, demonstrated or shown by a shaitan. He was asked to prostrate to Adam about astakbar. And he refused. Do you think a shaitan doesn't know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exists? Uh, shaitan knows that. Even a shaitan asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give him respite until the day of judgment. Even a shaitan knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Rabb is the only one worthy worship, but shaitan refused to submit. And because of this refusal to submit, yani this complete refusal to submit, this yani, is one way of kufr. This is one way of, of showing that yani, you have no iman whatsoever. So the first aspect that we see about uh, iman is that when we talk about Iman, we're not talking about it from a linguistic point of view. Iman, linguistically, has some meanings to it. One of them is the tasdiq and other uh, related aspects. But when we talk about Iman, what is faith? We're talking about faith or Iman as described, as defined in the Quran or Sunnah. And if we study it, we'll see that there are three components to, to Iman. 
the three components of uh, of iman and if that for someone to have a correct and true iman he must have all of these components the first one is the first component is belief in the heart or tasdiq yani bil qalb any belief in the heart the second aspect is profession or statement yani by the tongue and the third aspect are the performance of the deeds any by the physical parts of the body so iman yani the belief the acceptance is in the heart and this is followed by the statement of faith and it is joined with doing the acts which are uh, acts of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as i said and we're going to go through many uh, many things very very quickly but let me just talk a little bit about what we mean when we say uh, belief in the heart or as the uh, as the some of the ulama uh have described it is the statement of the heart and the statement of the heart this is also what is known as uh, uh, sometimes known as tawhid al-ilm and this first part is the recognition in the heart that there is a creator there is a lord and that lord is the only one worthy worship and so forth and all of these aspects inshallah uh, should be clear to everyone however belief in the heart also includes what the ulama call the actions of the heart the actions or the deeds of the heart and this is made up of any many components including any commitment and voluntary submission and acceptance and al-iltizam wal inqiyad wa taslim and if that as as we said in the case of the shaitan and if the heart just doesn't recognize this to be true and there's many things that you could recognize to be true smokers many smokers recognize that smoking is bad for their health but that's not yani that's not the key to it that's not what iman is all about it is more than just the recognition of the truth it is the acceptance of the truth and the submission to the truth the willingness and the desire to follow and implement that truth and included also in this category and includes the love for this truth and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these are all essential components of iman as described by the earliest uh, generation from the from the time of the earliest generation of of muslims now you should realize that that first and we we said the belief in the heart has two components and the first component the recognition and the acceptance that there's only one lord only one creator there's only one worthy of worship and this is something that comes natural to mankind and mankind is is, is born with a natural inclination to accept and understand this truth and to recognize I should say to recognize this truth to know that this is true and only those even historically you know only those who have 
you know, the greatest disease in their hearts will outwardly come out and make statements like, no, there's no such thing as God, there's no such thing as a greater power, or whatever you want to call it. And human beings, they are instinctively, they know about the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That proposition is something very clear to them and easy for them to accept. But, at the same time, although that proposition is clear to them, the ramifications of it, and what it means for them in their lives, this is what they're not willing to accept. And you have to realize that one of the key points between yani, dividing a believer from a disbeliever, why they're Muslims and why they're non-Muslims, and those who uh, are conveyed the truth and they reject it, is not the recognition of what is true. But it is the acceptance and the love for what that implies in one's life. And disbelievers don't like what this implies in their life. That they have to then submit or they should then submit only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're not free to submit to whatever they want. They're not free to live their life in any way that they want. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in different places in the Quran He has shown us that the key point yani, between one of the key points between the believers and the disbelievers is not the understanding or the recognition of what is, is correct is correct. But as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بَلْ جَاءَهُمُ بِالْحَقِّ وَأَكْثَرَهُمْ لِلْحَقِّ كَارِهُونَ And he has come to them with the truth, but most of them are adverse or dislike the truth. And most of them dislike the truth. It's not that they can't recognize what is true. But they don't like the idea that now you're going to come to them and say, for example, that you have to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you must submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This means you can't go out uh, every Friday, you know, drinking and dancing and so forth. I was in a hotel one time. I don't know why these things keep coming to my mind. It's very bad. Uh, I was in a hotel one time and, and a man and a woman passed by me. I guess boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife, I don't know. And the, and the, and the man said to the woman, well, if you're not going to go out dancing with me tonight, then I'm going to have to go out drinking. <laughs> like, that's the two things. You have to do this or that. That's, that's their life. But that's what they like. That's what they want. That's why they're following that way, because that's what they, they, they like. If you present them with Islam, most of them can recognize the truth. Of la ilaha illallah. And even the truth of Muhammad Rasul, Muhammad Rasul But, yani, they are not willing to submit to it. They don't want it in their life. They don't have any love for it. And this is one of the key aspects of being a believer. It is the love for the truth. The love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we say, yani, belief in the heart, belief in the heart, uh, includes this component of yani, having love for the truth, having the desire, the want to submit to it. And if you claim to be a believer, this is something that you better have in your heart. You better look to yourself and see, yani, do I really have the love? Do I have the desire? I want to go out and submit to the truth and submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is one of the key signs, Danny, yani, uh, that you are 
uh, a true believer. And this love in the heart, yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has shown us yani in the Quran, that this love in the heart for Iman is something yani special that is given to the believers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in their hearts and distinguishes them from the disbelievers. We, we quote the verse yani, in which the says that most of the, those yani, the disbelievers and wrongdoers are adverse to the truth. Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the believers, وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ حَبَّبَ إِلَيْكُمُ الْإِمَانُ وَزَيَّنَهُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ وَكَرَّهَا إِلَيْكُمُ الْكُفْرُ وَالْفُسُقُ وَالْعُسْيَانُ أُولَائِكُمُ الرَّاشِدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, but Allah has endeared or has made beloved to you the faith and has beautified it in your hearts. These are the true believers. And it's the most beautiful thing in their hearts. If you want to know what is their concept of beauty, uh, Brother uh, Basim, he didn't mention it last time, but he's given a similar talk, and he's talking about what is our concept of beauty. And the most beautiful thing for a believer, in his heart, the most beautiful thing is Iman. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has continued that, and he has made any disbelief and wickedness and disobedience hateful to you. This is another sign of the, of the believer. Yani the kufr is something hated by him. And yani disbelief is something hated by him. Disbelief is an affront to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is an insult to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created all of mankind and blessed them with so many blessings and then they refuse to submit to him or they submit and give thanks to other things other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yani this is something very much hated. If you, if you love someone, if you love someone in this dunya, in this world, you love someone and you see other people harming that person. For example, if you love your wife and you see other people talking bad about your wife or, or cheating her or harming her, you feel it in your heart. And that your beloved is being hurt. What about when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being uh, insulted or disregarded when the deen, the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being fought against, opposed and insulted? And how could someone claim to have real iman in his heart when he's willing to accept all that? When he sees no reason why he should dislike kufr. We, we hear that. We hear that from Muslims. You know, why should we dislike kufr and dislike uh, disbelievers and so forth? Well, the reason should be because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put love of iman in our heart and has put hatred for these things in our heart. And that is if we have the, the correct and the true uh, Iman. The second component that we mentioned is the profession uh, and a statement by the tongue. And I will not go into that in, in detail except, uh, and according to some of the scholars, they pointed out that and it is in, inconceivable. It is inconceivable that someone has the true Iman in his heart and he loves that, and he wants to submit to it, and he's not willing to openly state, this is what I believe in, and this is what I accept, and this is what I stand for. So part of the true iman is this profession of the faith, the statement of the tongue, the statement of the shahada, to say, to say, ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, ashhadu an Muhammad rasulullah. And finally we have the third component, which is, the 
acting upon that belief. Yani the deeds that you perform. This, this is a component of Iman. Okay, we don't have time to discuss the difference of opinion historically about whether it is a component of Iman or, or not, but uh, let us just stick with the majority opinion that can be proved from the Quran and Sunnah. And that is that uh, any the deeds that you perform, any these are part of Iman. They are part of Iman itself. In fact, every good deed that you perform, or every good deed I should say, is considered part of Iman. The Prophet ﷺ described that uh, removing a harmful, uh, harmful item from the road is a branch of Iman. Every act of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a part of Iman. So, yani when you have the belief, when you have the belief in your heart, yani when we say belief in the heart, it is the, the, the true, the correct belief in the heart, the correct Iman in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the, is the belief in your heart that drives you to act based on that belief. It is not some kind of dry, theoretical, academic discussion. Let's prove, you know, that Allah exists and Allah is Lord, you know, QED and all that stuff. And it's not, that's not what it's about. But yani, Iman is something that affects you. It affects your heart. And affects your person. And it makes you move and makes you act based on that Iman. Based on that feeling in the heart. And this is yani, the true and the correct Iman. Uh, There might be some questions related to that later, so I'll leave them if uh, someone... Let me just quote, make one, uh, quote one of the early uh, Zuhad or of the early uh, ascetics. Is that right? You have two American brothers sitting up here <laughs> showing you that if you want to learn English, stay in your country. No need to uh, come to you. Zuhad, we'll stick with Zuhad. His name was Sahal ibn Abdullah al-Tustari. He was one time asked, What is Iman? And he answered, and It is statement, and all, It is action, amal, It is intention, and niyyah, And a sunnah, following the way of the sunnah. And he continued, he said, this is because if Iman is only a statement without action, then it is disbelief. If it is a statement, and accompanied with action, but without the proper intention, and you're not doing it to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is hypocrisy, nifaq. If it is statement, and action, and intention, but not following the way of the sunnah, then it is bid'ah, So you have to have all of these components, inshallah, for your iman. This, this part was very good. But, uh, yeah, that was very good. Yeah, I was skipping it, but it was, it was very good. <laughs> uh, let's, let's do it. Here's, here's a, uh, and I want to get into a topic, and it's, uh, unfortunately it is already getting late. Uh, because of uh, many reasons, uh, 
that we kind of got into this late. But there is a, a, an important topic that uh, is sometimes misunderstood. And so therefore, inshallah, I want to uh, try to clarify this. Uh, and it is related to uh, a verse in the Quran. This verse in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَالَتِ الْعَرَابُ أَمَنَّهُ قُلْ لَمْ تُؤْمِنُوا وَلَكِنْ قُولُوا أَسْلَمْنَا وَلَمَّا يَدْخُلِ الْإِمَانُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ وَإِنْ تُتِعُوا اللَّهُ وَرَسُولَهُ لَا يَلْتِكُمْ لا يلتكم من أعمالكم شيئا إن الله غفور رحيم uh, This verse from Surah Al-Hujurat verse 14 which is uh, many times misunderstood Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the Bedouins say and these were a group of Bedouins that came to the Prophet after accepting Islam the Bedouins say we believe and so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet say to them and you believe not but say we have submitted in Islam for faith has not yet entered your hearts but if you obey Allah and His Messenger He will not decrease anything in reward for your deeds verily Allah is oft forgiving most merciful so this this uh, verse in the Quran talking about these Bedouins who have just recently and He submitted uh, have just recently entered into Islam and they are coming and they're saying, you know, we are believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, no. And you don't say that you are believers. But you have submitted. For Iman has not yet entered into your hearts. But if you obey Allah and His Messenger, uh, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not decrease anything in reward for your deeds. These better ones, they were not hypocrites. Okay, some people understand from this verse that they, that they were hypocrites. These Bedouins were not hypocrites. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly says that if you obey Allah and His Messenger, then and he will not, uh, uh, and you, your reward will not be decreased in any way whatsoever. So obviously a hypocrite by definition, he has no actual real iman in his heart. So his deeds yani, are not uh, worth anything. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about Muslims and saying to them that look and you people and those of us who have, have converted to uh, to Islam uh, especially any recently or those of us any who just grew up in a Muslim family and we have not really any taken our deen seriously and we should pay attention to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in this verse Basically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, look, you don't have the right to call yourself believers. You're not at that level. You have just now submitted. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alhamdulillah, and He says it in such a way, uh, and some of the Mufassirin point out, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing them that, that Iman is going to come to them. And it is something, inshallah, they can look forward to. And in other words, there are some heights, some realms that they may get to in, 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 in Islam and in Iman. But right now, how can you call yourself a believer? And you have just now submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What this implies, and there's also another hadith in the Prophet that gives a very similar meaning, is that when we talk, when we say Iman, and we say any uh, believer uh, who is a believer or any we want to be a believer and so forth. Uh, 
What's the difference between the two? And what, what are we talking about here? And what we're talking about here is that there is, there is a realm. Okay. Or let's say, uh, let's put in set, set theory. Huh? <laughs> there is a set. Okay. And we can call this set Islam. Within that set there is a smaller subset. And we can call that set Iman. There's also a further subset that we will not get into. I'll just mention it. And that's Ihsan. Don't ask me about that. I said I'm not getting into it. Right? So, what does this mean? And what are all the ramifications for it? Uh, we don't have time to go all, through all the details here, so let me just give it in a very cold-hearted fashion, <laughs> as you people must be accustomed to by now, right? And the the outer circle of Islam and the inner circle of Iman, or the outer circle of Muslims and the inner circle of believers. For someone to be in that inner circle, for someone to be have the right to be called a believer uncategorically. And that this person is a believer, this means he is fulfilling all of the obligations of Iman. And to be, to be called, to be in that category, to be called a believer, yani uncategorically, a believer, a mu'min, which these yani Bedouins had not yet met, it means you are fulfilling all of the obligations of Iman. So if you go to the verses in the Quran that uh, inshallah if we have time at the end to describe the believers inshallah I hope we, we get to them it means the believer is the one who are meeting all of those qualifications to take one example the Prophet ﷺ said لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه يعني that not one of you is a believer until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself not one of you is a believer until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. This statement of the Prophet means that if anyone wants to claim yani, to be a true believer, a complete believer, a real believer, he has to have this quality. And he has to have this quality that he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. If he does not have that quality, uh, that uh, that characteristic, then yes, he's he's a believer in an, uh, in a general sense, but he is lacking in iman. He is a believer who is lacking in iman, in iman. And if we want to label, of course we don't do this, but if we wanted to label, 
يعني people the one who meets this characteristic and all the other characteristics we call him a believer the one who is within the fold of Islam like the Bedouins but has not reached this level then we call him a Muslim or we call him a believer who is lacking in Iman lacking in faith he doesn't have the complete faith yet so to be and a, a true, complete, uncategorical believer it means you are meeting all of the characteristics of being a believer, which inshallah we will uh, discuss. What are the ramifications of this? What, are, what is the difference, and with respect to the hereafter, what is the difference between being in that outer circle and being in that inner circle? Well, the ramifications is that on the Day of Judgment, as we know, there's going to be three types of people. There are going to be the disbelievers, and those who rejected the truth, or refused to follow the truth, or denied the truth, or whatever. And whatever form of kufr they have followed. These people will be in the hellfire forever. A second group of people are and in what we can call Muslims. They are the people who have Iman, they have faith, they have yani, the minimum, yani, what it means to, to be faith, uh, to be a believer in the general sense, or in other words, to be Muslim. What will be their faith on the Day of Judgment? And if we are just at this level of being Muslim, we are from those people who are facing the possibility of punishment in the hellfire on the day of judgment. And if we're just from that outer circle of, of being Muslims, this means that we're not fulfilling the requirements of Iman. This means we are disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to some extent. This means perhaps we are committing some of the grave sin. So we are facing the possibility of being punished in the hellfire in the hereafter. But because of our iman, we will be rescued from the hellfire and entered into Jannah. But we will be punished, we may be punished first in the hellfire. And I think anyone, anyone familiar with what it means to be punished in the hellfire will do whatever he can. And if he has real belief in that, and real certainty that this is going to happen, and that there is such a thing as the hellfire and the day of judgment and so forth, really, man, he will do whatever he can to avoid it. But if he's lacking in iman, if his desires overcome his iman sometimes, if doubts overcome his iman sometimes, then he is in that outer level of Islam and he may be punished in the hellfire on the day of Jesus. If he's fulfilling the obligations of Iman, then he's from that inner circle of believers, the Mu'mineen, and he will enter into Jannah directly on the day of Jesus without any punishment. 
And this is what these different components mean, what these compo- different uh, aspects. Uh, so let me, and just to be able to finish up, inshallah. And one thing uh, before I, uh, I want to give to some of the description of the of the believers, okay? Because maybe that will be the most beneficial aspect. Uh, but one of the points that I'd like to mention uh, along the way is that if you go to the Quran and go to the Hadith of the Prophet you'll see that entering Jannah, entering Paradise, is always tied into being a believer. And you'll never find any verse in the Quran uh, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, joins and enters paradise with the concept of Islam by itself. Either there is a general promise to the believers or there is the promise to those who have belief and do the good deeds, which is Iman, what we're talking about, Iman. Uh, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, يعني it says وعد الله المؤمنين والمؤمنات يعني that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised the believing men and the believing women Jannah and so forth يعني it describes Jannah you'll never find a verse like that in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وعد الله المسلمين والمسلمات and always entering Jannah is, is tied into this component of really uh, having Iman so uh, as I said let me يعني to be able to close the, the, the lecture and it, the only good thing about yani, starting late and having all those problems at the beginning is that inshallah there will be no time for questions uh, after I'm done right. so let us go inshallah to the Quran and we can also go to the hadith but yani, just uh, you know, we have limited time so let us go to some of the verses of the Quran in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the believers and the purpose for this, again, is not يعني, something يعني, just theoretical and uh, we can list the, the characteristics of the believers and so forth. But it is an opportunity for all of us to examine ourselves. To look يعني, to ourselves. Do we meet these characteristics or not? And to understand that if we don't meet them, what does that mean? And to understand that if we do meet them, alhamdulillah, what does that mean? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran in one of the in one of the places in the Quran Surah Al Anfal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the believers Inma al Mu'minuna wa yani Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins by saying any Innama, innama, yani means that these are the only true believers. Yani, innama, uh, how do you say this in English? Yeah, I, I know how to say it in Arabic, but that doesn't help much. Yani. This encompasses, or, yani restricts, restricts the meaning, or this term, yani, saying that, uh, in other words, how are you going to translate innama al-mu'minun al-ladina? Yani, the only believers are those who do such. Now here we're talking about Iman, we're talking about that inner circle, and the only true believers, the only ones who are deserving to be called believers, and in an uncategorical, uncategorical sense, and then these are the ones, inshallah, who will enter into Jannah without any punishment whatsoever in the hereafter. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِدَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِمَانًا وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتْوَكَّلُونَ الَّذِينَ يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةَ وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ حَقًّا أُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ حَقًّا لَهُمْ دَرَجَاتٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ وَمَغْفِرَةٌ وَرِزْقٌ كَرِيمٌ who when they are yani, reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that their hearts shake, their hearts yani, become fearful. That's the first characteristic. And yani, nowadays, unfortunately, not nowadays, yani, always in the history of mankind. And yani, sometimes if, you, if, you, if someone is doing something wrong and, and you remind him of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you remind him of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said about that wrong thing that he's doing. Even sometimes the punish, uh, threat of punishment in the hellfire, it has no effect upon the person. And in remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we sit after the salat, we make dhikr. And we can make dhikr in our hearts, nothing. And we are the ones who are, are coming to the mosque, and claiming to be believers, and we can make dhikr, and we can remind, be reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and nothing in our hearts. وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِمَانًا And when the, the, when the signs and when the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are recited unto them, their iman increases. Same kind of thing, yani when we, sometimes when we read the Qur'an, if you come to Al-Jum'ah, and sit and watch the people read Surah Al-Kahf before Salat Al-Jum'ah. And when we do that, when we read this, yani, is there any effect on our hearts? Do we really feel like our Iman is increasing as we read every verse? Our Iman is getting stronger? وَعَلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَتْوَكَّلُونَ and they put their trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They put their trust in their Lord. They rely upon their Lord. And one of the aspects of relying upon their Lord is that they obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for them. And they know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the provider. And I hate to go back to yani, that discussion that... Uh, took place yesterday but yani, basically the sister was, was almost implying and now I'm probably doing the same thing that she or someone did uh, excuse me someone did yani, with respect to, I didn't mean to say that someone did with respect to what I said and she's arguing that no yani, uh, sister yani, has to go out and get a degree and study because maybe her husband will die in 10 or 15 years and she'll be left without a degree or anything Yani, if you do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered you to do and you put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you are not the one who provides for yourself. If you go out and get a degree, you think now you have the ability to provide for yourself? How many unemployed PhDs are, are, are out there? And some PhDs in, in Boulder where I live, they are living in the streets. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who provides for us. And the believer knows that and he puts his trust and reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
الذين يقيمون الصلاة those who establish the salat those who perform the salat in the correct manner both outwardly and inwardly coming to the mosque and praying in jama'ah part of the qamat al-salat وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ and they spend out of what يعني, uh, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon them and a believer has many things that he spends his money on some of them are obligatory upon him he has to, he has to support himself he has to support his family has to support relatives if they are in need and so forth. And beyond that, he has many things that he spends on that are and are not obligatory upon him. أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ حَقَّةً Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began by saying إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ And now says أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ حَقَّةً يعني These are the true believers. These people. These are the true believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has emphasized it twice that these and only these are the people who are deserving to be called believers. Those who meet these characteristics. These are the ones, inshallah, who will enter Jannah without any punishment whatsoever. These are the verses, Annie, that we should take and read them and ask ourselves, Annie, is, this, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describing us here? Can we honestly say to ourselves that this is the description of myself? That Alhamdulillah, yani this, is, this is what I'm doing, this is what I feel. And we can then hope, inshallah, and look forward, inshallah, to entering into Jannah directly. And this is a serious matter, this is a serious question. This is one of the most important questions that we can ask and answer about ourselves. And before we talk about priorities of da'wah and so forth, uh, as we talked about in the, in the lecture on uh, assimilation and reclusiveness, and Brother Riyad pointed out, and you have to save yourself first, and your family. And this is how you save yourself, and to see whether or not you are within the fold of Islam, and secondly, whether or not you are, inshallah, true believers. Well, in another verse, In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or other verses. Well, anyway, the beginning of Surah Al-Mu'minun. If you read the first 11 verses of Surah Al-Mu'minun, you find many of the descriptions of the believers. Uh, I will just, I will just, uh, yeah, any, in order to complete any yeah, discussion, uh, read one more verse in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing the believers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ والمؤمنون والمؤمنات بعضهم أولياء بعض يأمرون بالمعروف وينهون عن المنكر ويقومون الصلاة ويتون الزكاة ويتيون الله ورسوله أولئك سيرحمهم الله إن الله عزيز حكيم 
and the believing men and the believing women. They are the protectors one of another. They order what is right and they establish what is right and they eradicate what is evil. They establish the salat, they pay the zakat, they give the zakat, and they obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His message. These are the ones that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have mercy on. When no one will enter Jannah except by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And is this how we behave towards one another? That we are each other's awliya? We are each other's any close friends and companions that we can rely on? That we can put any our hopes in? That when we see something wrong, if we see something, any a believer being hurt, we feel it in our hearts. And we try to help our believer. And as I said, and these are just some of the verses. That if we want to be from those people, inshallah, on the day of judgment, they will enter Jinnah without any punishment whatsoever. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with them. There's no need for them to be and he cleansed with any form of punishment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with them and will show mercy upon them and will give them more than what he deserves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't send anyone to, to the hellfire except due to justice. And this is what they're deserving. Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enters people into Jannah by his mercy. And if we took, if we think about Iman and what is Iman, and we can see that we're all and in different possible situations. We can realize that our Iman is not complete. If our Iman is not complete, that means in our heart we have some kind of nifaq, some kind of kufr. Because if the heart is not filled with Iman, then it is filled with its opposite. And you can have one heart yani, which has Iman and has kufr in it. So we can realize that about ourselves and we can accept that. And if someone might accept that and say, okay, this is my situation and maybe I'm going to the hellfire. But I don't believe any, any rational person, any intelligent person, anyone with real belief and he would accept that kind of situation for himself whatsoever. Instead, yani, he should recognize his state, his situation, and have the desire and the love and the will and the intention to change his situation. And he may never reach that goal. But he has that love in his, in his heart for a man, and he has that desire, and he has that intention, and he's working towards that goal. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may look at him and forgive his sins and enter into Jannah because and this is what he really wanted in his heart and this is what he was striving for in his heart he may have some weaknesses in this dunya and do some things which are wrong in this dunya but and the love in his, uh, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love for a man in his heart is the strongest thing that he has in his heart well, we might look at these characteristics of the believers and find alhamdulillah that we meet these characteristics In that case, we should be very thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
that He has blessed us and guided us to a man and put the love of a man in our hearts. And this should make us even stronger in our iman and increase our iman even further. <clears throat> I think on this point, and I will end the, uh, end the lecture, there's a number of different issues and related to this that are very important that I uh, and I recommend for my brothers and sisters and to, to think about, to study. And one of them is the, the ways of increasing our iman and the things that inshallah will lead us to an increase in, in our iman and the ways and the means by which our iman may be uh, decreased and, and, and harmed. And inshallah if we know these and understand them and apply the first category and remain away from the, the second category and inshallah we will be uh, increasing our iman and getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala having Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pleased with us uh, and having the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in, in the hereafter. Well, this is, and I, I think, this is something that everyone uh, should reflect upon, that pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this should be the things that are first and foremost in our hearts, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above anything else. And if we do not, if we are not yet at that level, then we should think of ourselves like those Bedouin uh, Arabs who entered into Islam, that if we are sincere and we work towards that goal, inshallah, Amen will enter into our hearts and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with us on a different